Chrissy Isles, right? Yes. I'm horrible with names. That's okay. You have three, so you should be better. <laughs> That's a good I'm, glad, I'm so glad I recorded this first. <laughs> That's why I like to hit record right whenever we start, like before in case I forget. Yeah. There's some good shit that gets well, captured. And I was thinking this was not one of the questions I wrote, but like with three first names, like I would think that that would be tough for sex. Do you expect them to say them off? <laughs> This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by your favorite money-saving website like Honey? I guess that's what you would describe it as. I don't know. Mr. Beast just advertises the shit out of it all the time. Um, I mean, I wish I had a discount on all this shit that I bought behind me. I'm broke as hell now buying all this shit. And I don't, you know, I do look like I eat a lot of honey. Piglet. Okay, what was I doing? Um, If you guys are tired of these fake ads, make sure to reach out to your favorite sponsors like Honey. And tell them to sponsor this fat ass, Unloading Meat. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of Unloading Meat. Oh, I'm so excited to have this next guest on the, cha- on the couch. Oh, uh, and the channel. And the channel. And everything. And the, and the studio, the show. It's just in general. We can throw in any words. It's like Mad Libs. Right. Okay? Remember Mad Libs? They were great. I love Mad Libs. I oh. still give Mad Lib birthday cards if I can find them. <gasps> they have Mad Lib birthday yeah, cards? I found a whole bunch of them one time, and I sent them out, and, you know, my kid who didn't grow up in that era is like what is this like homework yeah but one of my friends who is my age they just got married and they had like a mad lib thing for everybody to fill in for their like not a guest book but so that they go go back and read it later i was like that's a beautiful thing that's awesome you know a certain generation got married whenever they do mad yeah (laughs) well on that note guys please welcome my guest comedian chrissy isles hi jared thanks for having me i'm excited to be here finally found it in Bartle. Yeah, Beville, Bartlesville. Oh, the the illustrious Bartlesville. Yeah, I um I actually used to have to come out here all the time to go to doctor's appointments with my daughter before my granddaughter was born. And I kept thinking, some now this town has one thing that I really appreciate. You guys' park here, the yeah. kids' park, not the one with the rides and stuff, but the park attached to it. Best park ever. Yeah. Great shade. More parks need shade. Yeah, uh Sooner Park. Yeah, yeah. the big one. That where they That's have like nice. the Sun Fest and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. There's trees everywhere. It's nice and shady. Yeah, yeah it's a great park. It's huge yeah. too. Yeah, it's a really nice park. I did take a tumble off of one of their little spinny rides. Apparently they are for kids. I don't know. Like <laughs> it looked fun. I did it. Yeah. So Kitty Lesson Park. Lesson learned. Yeah. Bartlesville has this uh community volunteer thing called the Kitty Park. And it's just a small amusement park for the the kids. It goes up to like I think like ten year old or something like that. But there's small roller coasters and stuff like that. And yeah, it's all community driven. It's all volunteer and donations and stuff like that. And that's, that's what keeps awesome. the shop going. And they hire like ten to twelve year olds for like their first jobs for summer jobs to run oh, the wow. stuff. And so it's like a great thing for the community to help build everybody. Oh yeah. Let's teach kids to work from an early age because some of these teenagers, whoa. Oh yeah. We can go on an entire ranch on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. Nothing says safety like Roller coasters run by a 10-year-old. Oh, I'm from a tiny little town in western Kansas, and we have our town fair every year. I actually went home for it this year. Yeah. And we have the same roller coaster and Ferris wheel that was put up when I was a child. And let's just get this out there. I'm 49. So (laughs) 
Uh, my children are not allowed to ride the Ferris wheel. The roller coaster, I mean, it's not that far of a fall if it decides to derail. <laughs> but the Ferris wheel, you get up there and then it just starts to sway because it's Kansas. It's windy. Yeah. And uh, my daughter completely defied me to my face this last time and rode the Ferris wheel. And when she was at the top and they're still, she's like, never again. I was like, good. Um, I told you. But yeah, so... If there was a 10 or 12-year-old running that on top of the old equipment, I'd probably, um, you know, just skip it. Yeah. Save myself for the town dance in the um, pavilion next to the to the stockyards with all the animals. Yeah. More safety. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. Nothing's as safety like the animals. Yeah. I mean, literally, I'm watching these girls drop it like it's hot and <laughs> wiping their cooters on the ground, and there were just cows there. There were literally, I mean, they just showed cattle there. I'm like, girl, you're going to catch something? <laughs> Mad cow disease. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's how it starts. We've, we've cracked the code. We've cracked the code. Ferris like, wheels and mad cow disease. That's I the name know. of the episode. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood Ferris wheels. I just never got the fascination <sighs> with them. Like, I could, get, like, even I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, and there's an episode, there's a part where you have to go on a Ferris wheel. And I'm like, this is taking fucking forever. <laughs> I don't like them because like I'm scared of heights and then they wobble. But I did when I was in London. Somebody said, well, you have to do the London Eye. And I was like, well, I did that. And that I got because you're kind of in a capsule and you are stationary. Yeah. But you get such an amazing view. I mean, I don't need a bird's eye view of Tribune, Kansas. Um, so I mean, who save, does? save it. Save it for, you know, London. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. To me, Ferris wheels are like the fishing of amusement parts. Like yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I I don't have the attention span for fishing. I just I, my dad uh, loves fishing and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, come out, we'll go out there." And I'm like, "I'm bored. Like uh, I can't wait with nothing. I just can't do it." If I have a good book, I can. But it's the baiting the hook, and then actually seeing. Like I, I fishing's not my thing either. I'd much rather just be your your pal that's going to read and ignore you, but you're not alone. Yeah, I think the key thing that adult men forget whenever they take their kids fishing is the kids can't drink beer. <laughs> so it doesn't get more fun as the time goes on. It gets more boring yeah. <laughs> and yeah. sunburnt. Yes. I like driving the boat. I mean, I, I like to race boats and so, you know, drive boats. So that's fun, but yeah. uh, you can't really go fast. I don't, I don't do lakes and rivers very well. I'll do an ocean cause I can usually see my feet, but that's my, my rule if i can't see my feet i don't want in it and my three best girlfriends drag me out to float the river annually every year and it is the bane of my existence and they <laughs> take great pleasure in that and something always happens like i got attacked by a tree last time and okay how do you get attacked by a tree they don't know how to paddle that's what and they blame it on me but it was not my fault it was totally their fault and the next thing i know i'm like literally this tree's coming at me my foot stop i'm falling in i almost got ate by a gar i'm sure of it i couldn't see it but i'm sure of it yeah yeah so i hate it but but so yeah i'm not fishing no water no damn groot yeah Ugh. trees attack yeah I, it got me <laughs> we had a couple of uh there's some people i can't remember who it was i think it was adam smith the guy that does sweet titties oh uh, yeah. he talked about he wanted to do a stand-up comedian float trip and like record it and like all of us do like a float trip down the river. Uh, I actually had planned to invite everybody. We were going to do a pool party and I was going to call it fun knee dip. Oh. And, um, but then, then it got to be 125 and everybody was just like, I'm not even doing anything outside. So next summer. And that's in September. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was. It was like August, September, the hottest part. Of, I'm like, I'm over it. Yeah. And and I feel I'm wearing jeans and I know I'm going to pay for that later today. Yeah. So like I have leather chairs over there and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make sure I have a nice thick shirt on so I'm not sweating through this in my living room. Like, <laughs> It's miserable. Yeah. It's not fair. I'm trying to enjoy my pumpkin spice life and Mother Nature is impeding it. Yeah. It's going to be weird when there's people that are floating in pools with pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. I might in do Oklahoma. that tomorrow. We didn't see that in Res Dogs. <laughs> nope, nope, that didn't make it. Do you watch Res Dogs? I don't. I've caught a little bit of it, and especially now that I know some of the people that are in it, makes yeah. it more. But no, I have not. I, I, I got, I got ruined by Tulsa King oh. because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch something from here, and then first of all, most of it was shot in Oklahoma City. Yep, and then it was so. I'm like. This isn't where I live. I'm already having to defend Tulsa to everybody. They're like, oh, I've seen First 48. I'm like, no, I love my city. I love it. I do tours there and I just, it's, I love our vibe. Yeah. Um, So then Tulsa King comes out and it's so violent and so not true. And I'm just like, I have never seen a random horse just walking downtown, but that's what people think of us now that there's random horses and that we just, Beat everybody up. And in, you got to go stare at that Marigold Hotel or whatever. Yeah. That, I'm like. <laughs> you so, know we have a Hilton, right? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's, not just, like it's not just the mayo. <laughs> yeah, the mayo, yeah. Um, but uh, but no, I haven't seen it. And I will because I've only heard really good things. But I have, like my friend Mary Beth um, just said, is there anybody like me that hasn't watched the last episode because they don't want it to be over? Yeah, because it just ended. Yeah. Yeah. So. I uh, was bawling. Oh, my God. I was. Oh, that show. It's so funny, so well-written, and just, yeah, so heartwarming. Yeah. It is so good. I, I'm the kind of person that waits until, like, a couple years have passed and all the hypes, and then I'll watch it, and then I'll be yeah. like, hey, did you see And they're like, yeah, like, four years ago, idiot. Yeah. That's how I roll. <laughs> I'm so – I'm on time for everything else, but I'm a little bit behind when it comes to You're shows. the person that's, like, five years later. You're like, hey, guys, I'm watching this new show called Game of Thrones. Exactly. And they're like, yeah, just wait till later seasons. Yeah. Like – Get for it, but yeah, Tulsa King ruined me on on that, and uh, but I'm gonna give Resdovs a chance. It's more authentically Oklahoman. Good. Um, well, that's good to know. Yeah, because I felt the same way with Tulsa King. Tulsa King felt like somebody took a picture. It was like, oh yeah, well, here's some things we saw on tour of Tulsa. Make sure slides in one shot of each one of these. Yeah. Check, check, check. Okay, shoot the rest everywhere else. Everywhere else. That's kind of how it felt. It didn't feel Tulsa at all. No, and you know where I do do. Tour doo doo. I do <laughs> tours downtown. Like I'll tours. I do do tours. Um, but like the coffee shop, I'm like, that's actually there. That's there. He did stay at this hotel and those kind of things, but it's it falls flat because yeah. so much of it wasn't filmed here. Yeah. So. Well, like res dogs, I mean they have entire episodes that are done in the IHS, like the Indian hospital. So uh-huh. like anyone that grew up as like, you know, having the little card or going there for your health care. Yeah, it's very authentic. Very authentic. <laughs> nice. Well, I'll watch it. It's a it's a good show. In probably two years. <laughs> In probably two years. Two and a half, depending yeah. on what Hulu merges with yeah. Disney Plus or whatever. There you go, yeah. What happens What with streaming apps? channels I have apps for. Let's see what Max does next. How how that I'm I have I have a soapbox. How do you start as HBO? HBO was a thing. When I was a kid, if you had HBO, yeah. everybody wanted to come to your house. I remember being a twelve year old girl and and coming and sitting down with my parents with a written um debate on why i should be allowed to watch porkies and i got to mind you i said it's just boobs i have them see them every day i got to so i was like the cool kid in my class for many reasons but um (laughs) porkies is a classic it is and i have a funnier story about porkies too but um 
So HBO was it was always HBO. Yeah. HBO, HBO. And now that's what's dropped. Yeah. Max stays. Yeah. yeah. Cinemax gets their max, but HBO's gone. That's just it. For me, that's just a punch in the gut because that yeah. was my era. I mean Well, I have a bit about it. I say like um just HBO Max is now Max. They transitioned to Max. <laughs> they went through a bit of a discovery phase. Nice. Because of Discovery Plus. Discovery yeah. Plus, yep. yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's my little bit for it. So Porky's, um, as I mentioned, my kids are 31 and almost 32, or 30 and almost 32 now. But I will never forget a time when Kmart was still a thing in Tulsa. Ooh, blue light special. Uh, yeah. We were in um, in line, in the checkout line. It was my, my mother, myself, and my husband at the time. And um, we're checking out and... <laughs> My mom has a very weak bladder, and my mom's straight up. She's going to be so mad at me. She straight up wet her pants in the aisle at Kmart. And my husband, at the time, was mortified, as was I. But I'm over here just like, this isn't brand new to me. But um, And so I think I think it was a combination of seeing a movie she recognized on, on v- uh, DVD at that time. Yeah. And also trying to distract, she grabs Porky's and really loudly goes, oh, my gosh, Porky's. I haven't seen that in so long. I'm going to get this for the kids. And then she hands it to the checkout lady with wet pants and says, I'm getting this for my grandkids. My kids were eight and nine. Now, the checkout lady doesn't know that, but we do. So now Brad's more concerned about that than his mother-in-law there with wet pants. But yeah, so Porky's, Porky's is a family legend in the Neuschwander family. So my mom, we made her keep that DVD. She still has it. Kids get home, start watching it. It's just. (laughs) That was, it was the best movie. It made me laugh so hard. Every time I watch it, the scene in the principal's office where you can't say the word. Yeah. And they're all just trying to stop from laughing is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It makes me giggle every single fucking time. <laughs> I, I didn't like, I did watch the sequels, but I didn't like them as much, yep. except the one where <laughs> the guy ends up running across the street naked in front of the car and does the boogity, boogity, boogity naked. Because then we made a couple of my friends do that later in life at parties <laughs> at my house. Um, we we had an apartment on the busy, we drug Maine in our town because it's a small town. And we would make Wade run across the street in front of cars, butt naked doing that. So that lives on. On, yeah. his, on his rap sheet? Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Sorry, Wade. <laughs> you can't go so far between, you know, you had to stay 50 yards away from all schools. Yeah. That was second to when we made him bicycle on a stationary bike in the back of somebody's truck naked down Main Street. And he did it. I mean, he just did these things. So, I mean, it's on you that you can't go just around a bit schools. Of an exhibitionist, and, well, yeah. yeah. A little bit, I guess so. <laughs> he was just proud. <laughs> like that Ray Stevens song. Yes. <laughs> the streak. Gonna, the streak. Yes, the streak. See, I'm I'm old enough. I, I know Ray Stevens. I actually have that on album, on, on vinyl. Really? I, I'm a vinyl girl. I have like seven or eight record players around my home, and I've got stacks and stacks of vinyl, and I prefer my music that way. So. I need to get a new uh, record player. I had one with my second wife, and then she, she took it in the divorce, and that was kind of her thing. But I don't know to yeah. get some more because I want to get some more over there and get a record player. Because yeah, I agree. Like 
nothing beat like putting on our vinyl record and cleaning the house. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's my jam. That's just. Oh, and at Christmas, that's how I get my house decorated so fast. I put on the Christmas music and I just go to town. Um, but I do like the sound of it on the. Yeah. Thing. So yeah. Uh, I'm a big video game person. So there's a game. I'm sure you know Spider Man. Oh yeah, um, I'm familiar. Miles Morales, the new the new younger Spider Man. There's a game where you get to be him. And it's set during Christmas time. And the first part of it, you walk into the house, and it's a like a Puerto Rican house. Uh, and she's like, put on a record. And you get to go through the records of your old dad's who's died, and you go through his records and oh, pick wow. one and pull it out. And it, the game knows which one you pick, plays that custom record and everything. And like they put that little thing in there just to kind of redo that. Nice. Uh, and it's just those sentimental touches that I'm like, yeah, yeah, it matters. Even in a video game, it, it kind of came across. Yeah. Well, that's growing up my – um my grandma on my dad's side had this old hi-fi and um my dad was born in hawaii my grandparents had were over there when he was born so i i joke that i could hula before i could hokey pokey and it's <laughs> legit true but i would go out there and she'd put on hawaiian albums and we would dance and play and then so when she passed away that's all i wanted was her hi-fi and the hawaiian records and so i actually that has the prize spot in my house nice. and i play those all the time um much to everyone's um chagrin and it's not don ho it's alfred apaka and all the other hawaiian greats but yeah i could i could ho hula before i could hokey pokey and that's why and everybody talks about the whole pineapple swingers thing now but growing up with grandparents who have this background in hawaii we had pineapples everywhere yeah everywhere and like now people are like you can't put them out and can't do i'm like um let me just assure you that all those uh pineapples around the new Schwander household were those grandparents were the furthest things from swingers. Now, my <laughs> mom's parents, legendary swingers in Tribune. People still talk about my grandparents. So I grew up with the motto, I'm a noosh wanderer in the streets and a Hutchins in the sheets. There you go. I'm not a swinger mom. <laughs> no, just a joke. Yet. A, yeah. It's early. Time I mean, they, they built up to that. You know, so. with this recession and everything. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, that's one of my questions I have for you with this whole recession and everything that's going on. Like, for me, when... If this comedy thing doesn't work out, I'm a little bit worried yeah. just because, you know, I'm now raising my granddaughter. And um, I was like, well, I, my friend, when I, first, when I first got her and I had to change everything, she goes, get an OnlyFans. And I'm like, I wouldn't even know what to do with an OnlyFans. So if you had an OnlyFans, what would your thing be? What would your niche be? I don't know on that part of it. I, mean, I talked about it a little bit with Katie Style. Uh, we said we launched an only flan or only oh, flan. Yeah, and <laughs> to be food, it would be food centric. <laughs> well, see, that's my that my follow up question. What would be? What do you think would be the sexiest thing to eat in a bathtub? Because that bathtub. Would, yeah, yeah, that would be my thing. Is I would the, be okay, like, is the water full? Yeah, bubble bath. Bubble, like, bath, bubble okay, bath. I thought it was just dude naked in a bathtub, but I'm like, that's a little weird. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> see. That's gonna be my thing. That was I was gonna I'm gonna eat in the bathtub here's oh. you know like the bubbles up to here and I, what's the sexiest thing you can eat in a bathtub and um so i've been thinking spaghetti exactly <laughs> noodles in the bathtub like that would be my test shot i'm i'm pretty sure it's gonna work yeah. um but so you do fettuccine alfredo they're gonna get the wrong idea with that sauce color that's right, <laughs> that's right. um so that would be my thing so guys don't get a brown sauce either Ew. yeah Fair warning, you guys have to come to my shows because otherwise you're going to have to tell me what I can eat in the bathtub and watch it. <laughs> Mine's just going to be quiche. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I don't like quiche anyway. Eggs are only good in cake. Gay! 
I love just catching people off guard with that shit. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> That's why you need the headphones. Yeah. It makes all the difference. It does. It does. <laughs> Hey guys, this episode is not brought to you by a mobile game like Best Fiends. You know, it's like friends, but take out that R. Well, they're they trying to say the R's for like, is, is the R word, is it an R word? Can, can we say R word? Can we hint at the word? Re- take out the R. Oh, Fiends, friend. That's fucking retarded. So. That C word, cunt, is like my favorite word. Yeah. And it's not most women's favorite yeah. word at all. And um, my three best girlfriends, they're always like, why? And But they, they, um, Nikki got all wrapping paper that said it all over all my birthday presents. <laughs> and a birthday card that said, said something, why are you such a cunt? Like, yeah. it was great. I yeah. love it. Nothing hits like that word. And no. it's like, it's kind of like, um, I did, I mean, I do workshop with comedians, you know, working on word, working on jokes. And I have this joke because I'm bisexual. I say I'm a faggot timeshare. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I've had two comedians who were straight, by the way, that say not to say faggot. And they say, like, you're not gay enough to really pull off that word. And I've had other people that are like, well, that's the word that's going to land. Like, that yeah. makes the joke work, and you have to explain it afterwards. And so it's like, I get it from both sides. But at the same time, it's like, it's controversial enough to where I know that joke's working already because I have, like, five different people telling me different things about it. Right. So I'm like, there's something there. There's right. a nugget Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And plus, at the end of the day, if the audience laughs, I think it worked. Yeah. Uh, that was one of my daughter, the one that's, well, in prison, so this may tell a lot. But I, in college, I had um, a house that had lots of rooms, so I had roommates, and I was in the drama department. And um, I had um, one of my roommates was gay, and it was my first experience because I had gone to a private Christian school. I was, yeah. pretty, I wouldn't say sheltered, but, I mean, I was. And so Rick did a lot of, like, helping me just be a more well-rounded person. Yeah. And um, he taught my daughter the word f- And um, I really didn't think about it much until one day I have her in Walmart and we're going in. She's up in the front of the cart and um, she had this beautiful, naturally curly hair just like her daughter does. And this little old lady greeter is like, oh my gosh, look at your curls. You're so cute. Can I have some of your curls? And Renessa's just like, f- <laughs> See, nothing lands like that word. I know. I, it just I, doesn't. I pushed her away really, really fast. And then I got home and I was like, I wreck. Yeah. And he comes out and goes, what? I'm like, did you teach my daughter a word? And he just busted up laughing. He goes, tell me the story. I told him and he's rolling on the floor. And I was like, can you just stop? <laughs> fast forward three weeks later. And we're driving and it's a nice day. So I have all the car windows down. She's in her car seat. And we're at a stop sign. And there's this little woman out in her yard tending to her yard and Renessa really loudly screams inbreeder and I'm like you cannot hang out with my roommate anymore <laughs> ever ever <laughs> I I like and now she's in prison so thanks Rick West for that <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it reminds me of a uh, do you know who Kevin Smith is yeah he was talking about how, like, you know, his daughter, when she was really young, overheard them saying shit. Yeah. And that was her new favorite word. And she was just, like, in the back of the car on the way, like, from school or something. And she was just like, bullshit, dog shit, cat shit. Just having a fun. Because it was getting yeah. a rise out of the parents that were laughing. Yeah, of course. And then they told her what a word meant the minute poop. And she was like, <gasps> and it just immediately stopped it. <laughs> oh, wow. I wish it worked that way. I know. Um, Renette, uh, Olive, the one that I'm getting to raise, um, in March... On, out of nowhere, she just started saying the F word, yeah. but saying it. 
And I mean, anywhere. And she's this cute little adorable, by that point, four-year-old. And I'm like, you can't. So one day it had become a real problem. Yeah. And we went on a walk around the neighborhood because I was like, maybe she just needs me to pour in more time. And we didn't get just across the street. And you can bleep this out. But she's like, Peaches, how come fuck's a bad word? And I said, well, Olive, um, it's not so much that it's a bad word. It's just it's a it's a harsh word. And a lot of people don't like it. It's off-putting. And sometimes when you say a word that people are uncomfortable with, they it just it makes them not respond well to you. So it's just best that you don't say it. Yeah. Okay, so we walk about a mile, and she looks at me again and says, Peaches, how come fuck's a bad word? And I said, well, we've already gone over that, Olive. I've already told you that. So, But why do you think it's a bad word? And she said, oh, just because you said it was, but I like it, so I'm going to say it. And I was like, and we had been in therapy, so I knew just kind of ignore it. Maybe don't give it so much. So I didn't say anything. About three steps later, she just knows how, she's like, what the fuck? It is so fucking hot out here. And I'm like, she's using it correctly. Yeah. And well. Yeah. But she's over that now. So. Yeah. She's fucking over it. She is fucking over it. <laughs> Thank fucking God. Yeah, I know. She really gave me a run for my money, though, because I we were going to Silver Dollar City, and I said, hey, this is a family park. If you say that loud enough, we'll get kicked out. And I honestly think that was the end of it. Yeah. Like, she didn't want to not be able to go on the rides at Silver Dollar City. Yeah. So, well, it's thank like, you, wholesome family park. <laughs> it's like I was, in, I was in a supermarket over here down the street, and my seven-year-old, you know, just the, the magical time where they just don't have that inner model i'll tell them not to say this shit out loud yeah she just sta- we're just standing in line ready to check out and she just goes i have to fart <laughs> i'm just like okay well you don't really need to announce that and then i'm like you might want to do it right here in the line with everybody here and everybody else just kind of chuckling and stuff I'm just like that's her yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah. kids are great until they're not but um <laughs> but this is just coming on my second um go around of suspension for kindergarten twice she's gotten suspended we started on august 16th I talked them into not doing it the second time. I was like, just take away the fall festival. Yeah. You guys are teaching this very smart child. Hey, if I don't want to be here, I just act up. They send me home. I get to spend the day with my peaches. It's all cool. And then I'll come back when I feel better. Yeah. I'm like, don't do that. But yeah, twice already. Oh my God. From yeah. kindergarten. From kindergarten. Granted, it was warranted the first time. And she and the, the, her art teacher had a disagreement about how much paint she had. She clearly did not think she had enough paint. Uh, she threw down her chair, and the teacher fell right into her little Three Stooges trap because she came close, and so Olive kicked her, and the ba- lady bent down, and then Olive like poked her and pumped her in the face. I'm like straight up Curly Mo and Larry yeah. over here right at school. So, and then she ran because she knew she was in trouble. <laughs> of course. So yeah, yeah. So it was warranted, but. I hate it. I hate it. Kids are, she's the worst, the best, and the worst. But nothing tries you like a kid, right? No. But now that I'm doing comedy, I mean, she gives me so much material. And I actually had a moment yesterday at the mall. I was just there um, because I like to eat at the food court because I'm fancy like that. (laughs) I was by myself. I'm like, I'm going to go eat at the food court at the mall. Um, And I'm walking down and I saw something. They have a vending machine. For eyelashes, swear on my life. Stop. No, I. My I circled back. Come true. I know. I circled <laughs> back and I was like, 
Well, that explains a lot of the crap I've seen lately. I mean, if you are getting your eyelashes at a vending machine at the mall, stop. I mean, at least that's imported from Japan. I'm like the used girl's panties vending machine. They have those. Shut up. No, No, where? In Japan. Used girl's panties in a vending machine. You buy them in little capsules. Disgusting. Yeah, it's a famous thing in Japan. Yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and then when I saw that, I was like, okay, so this I'm at a new phase in my life because I am getting to do this comedy and it is my therapy and everything. Literally everything has become material. Yeah. So when I was at the airport the other night and my flight was supposed to leave at six o'clock, and at nine o'clock, after they've loaded us on the plane and unloaded us on the plane and come back four or five times telling us different things. And they announce that we won't be leaving until the next morning. Well, everybody else is melting down and they end up having to have police there and everything. I'm over here like, this is going to make some good comedy on the road. So it just changes your perspective. Everything's not as big of a deal as it probably could have been in the moment. But, but I was really taken back by the eyelash vending machine. I tried. I I would be too. I mean, that's, it's eye-opening unless the flashes get caught. Um, <laughs> unless it's really good They get glue. stuck with a little claw at the bottom. Yeah. You have to shake the machine. <laughs> Turns into a whole fiasco. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's she, like, uh, maybe it's a vending machine. <laughs> I, was, I was like, seriously. And they were some freaky deaky eyelashes, too. I was like... I, Just in time for Halloween? Yeah, well, I don't. I think they were like legitimately Dave wear. But um, my thing is, I'm all for whatever you need to do. Like, I don't have the best eyelashes, but I'm also blind, so I can't like put them on. Um, so they're not necessarily for me. But if I am standing by you and you blink and my hair blows in the wind, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. If you literally have muscle mass in your eyelid from blinking, it's too much. They're just trying to put on some weight so they can train themselves to do the people's eyebrow like Laura Hawk. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I can't even wink. I have. Oh, yeah, you've got it done. Good. I train myself. I'm a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember that about you. Yeah, I'm a wrestling fan. I, uh, yeah, I looked in the mirror when I was like 12, and I was like, I gotta fucking practice this shit. <laughs> um, and then I think I did the wrong eye. <laughs> I, and I don't eye. know, and I don't know because I only know him from his acting, which I I am a fan. I'm a fan of the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he makes me laugh, so. and he makes money. Although that last, I don't know, the Fast and the Furious was a Hobbs and Shaw, where he's like holding a freaking helicopter or a plane and a truck like this, and I'm like, okay, you're not that strong. Yeah, you're not that strong, Dwayne. See, I don't like that Dwayne Johnson. I like um like Jumanji, Ooh, Dwayne yeah. Johnson, or even um the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, really, that's a good movie. Like, yeah, it was. That's that's the Tooth Fairy. That yep. kind of stuff is. I like that. Because he's, he's a hilarious he actor. He's very funny. He, he's got really good comedic timing. And yes. So um, I watched, he had um, a little bit in the movie, oh gosh, it was a wrestling movie. It was about siblings um, from, I think, London that- Oh, um, f- uh, Fight for Your Family. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Page movie. Yeah. And, and he was in that. Yeah. And he was even good in that. So. Yeah. That had but, Vince Vaughn in it. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird story too, because like I'm a wrestling guy, so like- Rock produced that movie. It's for a wrestler named Paige. She broke her neck and she had to retire early. Oh, wow. And it's a true story. WWE produced it and it's all about her story. And then they fired her. Yeah. During COVID and stuff, they released her because she's not being used. Mm. And so it's like, we made this big movie about her story and her triumph thing. We have all these stars in it. And we just released the star of it. We don't talk about that movie anymore. (laughs) Uh. It's a weird thing. That wrestling, WWE is a weird... billion dollar company it, it is just weird in general it is yeah. and in underwear fighting for belts 
It's yeah. not gay at all. Not yeah. at all. It's just a coincidence I'm bisexual now. <laughs> it all makes sense now. I grew up watching wrestling and be like, oh, yeah, makes sense now. Yeah. Um, my favorite rock, going back to The Rock, there was a movie called Be Cool. It was the sequel to Get Shorty back in the day. Okay. And this is like early rock when he was first getting into Hollywood. He plays a bouncer or a uh, bodyguard for a guy. And secretly he's gay and he wants to do like uh, country music videos. <laughs> and there's this like, um, what's the, I think it's Loretta Lynn or I can't remember who's singing it, but it was uh, You Ain't Woman Enough to be Take My Man. It's an old country song from back in the day. Okay. There's a full-on music video of The Rock in a country western, like, full-on and, like, fake, like, uh, what's it called, uh, tumbleweeds going across and everything. Oh, and wow. he's singing this song called You I Ain't Woman. I now have to find that. Because that would be funnier than, you know, for me before this was Pauly Shore when he did Son-in-Law, which I can quote oh, at random. And I love that movie. But he did his version of Country Boy. Yes. Um, and I would play that in my car as loud as I could. Like, I was cool back in those days instead of John Denver. So, you thought you were yeah. crawl? Yeah, I thought I was. That movie, oh, man, we almost burnt up the damn VHS. My family adores Son-in-Law. Oh. Like, we grew up with it. It was... Until like Res Dogs doing like that, that was kind of like growing up in the Oklahoma. That was kind of like that was a movie that was kind of like us yeah. a little bit. Where like we were the family. I was the Zach kid. I was the 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 brother that was like, I just want to be in the video games. I'm stuck on this fucking country ranch. I don't want to do the horses. I don't want to do all this stuff. I just want to be in the room. That was me. Yeah. Because like I, we grew up on 20 acres with horses and stuff like that, and I just never had a fascination with that stuff. Yeah. Just, just wasn't me. It wasn't you. Nah. Yeah. No. His movie. Like if anybody anybody ever says I hear the words name Sally, I'm like. Jesse, Raphael, yeah. I just go into it or, or chickens. Every time my neighbors have chickens. And the first time I was like, you guys got chickens. Cool. I love chickens. Are they extra crispy or original yeah. recipe? And they're like, can you never come over again? Like, I, I, every okay. time I see chaps, I'm like cheek chillers. <laughs> cheek chillers. Cheek chillers cracks me up movie. every time. That was such a good movie. Uh, and then what was it? Brendan Fraser and he eats the frog. Like, this little cameo whenever he's dressed up like the, uh, what's the, the girl with all the, the fruit, like the the dancer. Oh, the Chiquita. Chiquita girl, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's a he like takes the plastic frog and he lights it, and it's Brendan Fraser just eating a frog. And I'm like, that's his cameo. <laughs> it's Brendan Fraser. That's funny. He's he's one of those underrated ones too. I think he's getting his comeback now yep. too, which is good. Now that he started in my biopic, <laughs> the whale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, I didn't see that. Did you see it? No, Actually, not yet. I, didn't I, I mean, I just, I don't want to be depressed. <laughs> I, I didn't. I mean, like, I just figured it was Darren Aronofsky. Like, he's a very amazing director. He did a uh, what's the, the movie that really fucks up people in high school? Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm -mm. They kind of show it in high schools for kids, like to scare them away from drugs. It's a dark, dark movie. It has Marlon Wayans in it, Jared Leto, uh, Jennifer Connelly. Um, uh, another famous older, uh, uh, another famous actor, actress, but basically it has like four different stories and it shows them all getting into addiction over like a year and it gets dark. It gets really, really dark and it goes full on like, like one gets their arms amputated. Like it gets, one goes to prison, one gets into a pill addiction because she's trying to lose weight and get on a game show. Like it gets, it goes through this whole thing of like them starting out like, Oh, we'll just take a little, we'll just do a little bit. And it goes through this whole drawn out process it's a dark movie it sounds like it um but yeah they show it in high schools now like for people to show kids like hey this is what happens if you get on crack or cocaine or something like that like wish i would have known that i would have shown a kid yeah 
it's a dark movie, but that, that that helped launch his career. And he did a couple other movies that were like that. The Wrestler, he did the Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Okay, um, that's a really good movie. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. My thing is, I'm real bad about this because people ask me all the time. Like, I watch funny movies, rom coms. Like, I just want to be entertained. My life has enough drama yeah. and chaos. So when I am when I'm in a letdown mode, I just want to be entertained. I don't want to learn anything. I don't want to be scared, which that's something. Halloween's my favorite. I love Halloween. My house is like I had to take 14 tubs out of the garage just for the inside decorations. And I'm still kind of mid getting it up. But um, and I've done paranormal investigating. I was doing haunted history tours for a long time leading them. Um, I love Halloween. I hate scary movies. And I hate man-made haunted houses. I won't go in them. And we're jack of all games yeah. and, and doing one. And, and it's been a big, I'm like, I'm not helping. I'm not helping. Um, I don't like that. I never have. Um, now, I'll stay the night in a full-on haunted house and do that all night long. I don't want to walk through a five-minute man-made haunted house. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, so you do haunted tours. Um, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I will I'll listen to the ones about actual real hauntings and and then, you know, everybody's like, Oh, do you watch Ghost Hunters? I was like, fake. Yeah. You know, I'm like, so fake. <laughs> but um, I'll stay the night in a haunted prison. I'll stay the night in a haunted house, but don't you think you're gonna walk me through Jack of All Haunts or Hex House or any of that? Because I'm not going. Yeah, I, I, I think we can really get along because like I don't like horror movies, I don't like jump scares, I don't like any of that kind of stuff. It just yeah. doesn't you know, it's the same thing you talked about, like I already have enough drama and stuff in my life. I don't need any kind of scary shit yeah. and stuff like that. And plus, my thing is like I can watch drama and movies and stuff like that because I go by writing. I love well written stuff. Yeah. Um, and nine times out of ten, anything that's in the horror genre is not well written. Right. It's usually just shit. <laughs> um, some great ones like I'll watch Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween back in the day. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis and stuff yeah. like that. Like those classics that are like really well done. But. Pretty much any horror movie that's out nowadays, I'm like, I don't really yeah. care. I don't see, and I don't like. I can count on one hand and still have some fingers um, what horror movies I've actually watched. Yeah. Um. One because I got drugged to um, Friday the Thirteenth when I was a kid, and I spent the whole time sitting backwards in the chair. <laughs> and then um, Waxworks, which is an old movie, um, and I've watched it multiple times. I actually like that for some weird reason. <laughs> Um, but otherwise, I've I'm never just, heard of that one. Yeah, nobody has. That's the beauty I, of it. My first frame of reference was House of Wax with fucking Paris Hilton. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, no, 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 no. It's Wax Works, and it was, it's they're in this wax museum, and each one of the um, the monsters or whatever comes to life has a story, and like it's it sounds campy when I said it, but it didn't feel campy when I was watching it because I was terrified, but I loved it. But most of all, I just don't like them. Yeah, I, I I'm the kind of kid that even growing up, like my. I had family members that loved Stephen King and stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. I never really liked the movies or anything like Cujo and stuff like that. Like I was the kid that even before teenager, I'd watch Cujo and I'd be like, "Man, this is like not." I didn't know the word sexist, but I was just like, "Why does the the dad get a really nice like Porsche and the mom gets this beater and then the dog starts attacking because it, it broke down?" Like, why is this like this? Like, it's a very drastic difference if you watch the car car choices. <laughs> the dad goes to work, has this beautiful car, the mom has this beater that barely starts, and then Cujo happens. <laughs> it's like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it took me quite a long time to realize the um, Carrie reference to the pig blood because I hadn't seen it, and I'm like this anomaly. I'm the one who's watching Porky's guys. 
I was not watching. You watched Porky's Not Carrie. Yeah, that's right. That's the episode title. Porky's Not Carrie. There you go. Um, there we go. I, I that was my speed. I would much rather like Hot Dog and all of those yeah. like questionable movies, which explains a lot. Porky's will also teach you the egg trick. Right. And so many people don't know that egg trick anymore. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. For those that don't know, you get a hard boiled egg and you get a regular egg and then you try to smash, get them to smash it on the head. Yeah. yeah. Which um, I don't know. I scroll a lot on, on the socials and there's this thing where people are, are letting their kids help them cook and they smash an egg on. That's how they crack the egg on their kids. Today. And I want to do that to Olive so bad, but I know it'll either be. She'll think it's hilarious or it will cause a meltdown. Yeah. And, you know, then. Traumatic. Yeah. Somebody's going to end up in an institution. It goes viral. Some kid gets CTE from the egg smashing to their forehead. Yeah. But no, yeah, the egg trick. Um, it's okay. He'll join the NFL. We all learned a lot from Porky's. Yeah. We learned a lot. A lot. I still to this day have never seen a bathroom where the the spouts flip open and there's a fucking pee hole or there's no, an eye hole. It didn't exist. Didn't exist. Um, no, not true. At Cane's, the old setup of Cane's, well, it wasn't where it flipped up, I guess, but um, when um, the Sex Pistols did a concert there back in the day, Sid Vicious, the old setup was the the women's bathroom and the stage back wall shared the wall. And Sid knew that, so he punched a hole in through the wall so you could see into the women's restroom during mid-concert. <laughs> um, so they put a piece of plywood over it and wrote, Sid was here for a long time. They finally have taken it down. It's in the office there now. But So he tried to make his own. Like, glory hole yeah so people damn yeah. damn Sid. props to sid vicious i guess i, guess. I, don't... I don't know that wasn't the coolest thing he did here <laughs> though he did start a, a snowball fight out in front of canes that night um in front of a show that was his cool thing nice i but, never knew that yeah um it was a, we don't get a lot of snow here yeah um we get ice which is horrible and they had a freak snowstorm that january like really bad and blizzard and some people had already already made it to the show and um his People were there, and he didn't want to let anybody down, so they just went out front and had a really epic snowball fight, and then came in and and rocked out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a show. Yeah, that's a memory. I know that's a that is a memory. Yeah, so. uh, I mean, yeah, because if you're gonna put the tickets there, you're gonna make the effort to go to the show. Yeah, just want to have a memory. Yeah, especially if you trek there in a random Oklahoma blizzard. Yeah, so. we don't get too many of those. We really don't. Um, somebody asked me the other day, did it even snow last year? This last season, and I said I don't think we got any snow last no. winter. No, we didn't get anything, I don't think. At the rate we're going, we're not going to get anything other than just burn up and die because it will not cool down. Yeah. It's 90-something. Yeah. It's September 29th. Global warming doesn't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. Something, something, please sponsor me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I sip my iced pumpkin spice. You can't see my... I've turned my label away because I add a lot of stuff. I'm a, Somebody one time saw my thing like, you put that much crap in your coffee? I uh, no, but the people I pay to put that much crap <laughs> crap in my coffee do. I don't drink coffee. Like I, I just can't stand the flavor of coffee. Mm. I, I just like even like coffee candy or anything like that. Anything that's really? a flavor, I just don't like the flavor of coffee. The bitter taste to it. Yeah. Um. So Starbucks, I'm the guy that's like, what do you have on there that is not coffee? coffee? I'm like, I guess a refresher. I'll take a berry refresher. Yeah. Or- yeah um. Uh, I grew up, I'm from a farming community in Kansas. My grandma literally, I mean, like they had coffee all day long. You'd see a random cup and then like a few minutes later, somebody pop it in the microwave and it was just, so coffee, but I would drink the frou-frou stuff every once in a while, but I didn't like it. And then I remember I told you that I like to watch shows way after their heyday. Yeah. I got into Gilmore Girls, um, like about 10 years ago and man, 
I, then I was like, I need coffee and I need it all the time. And now I'm like full blown addicted. Every time I leave my house, I think I deserve coffee. I don't like to make it for myself. It's better when someone else makes yeah. it for you. Yeah. And so and like, write the wrong name I, on it. I, yeah. yeah. I actually have to, um, I have to have a, a part-time job just to pay for my coffee habit. There you yeah. go. I do tours so I can drink expensive coffee. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, I mean, we talked about Res Dogs, but like, I know you haven't seen, there's this part where like a uh, person that used to smoke wraps up paper and is like, she's like, it's a ritual. Like, it's just the thing that helps with the, mm-hmm. the mental state of like rolling the cigarette and kind of like you're putting it on yeah. and you pack and stuff like that. And like, there's a ritualistic thing that our bodies get used to that's like, morning, wake up, go outside and need my coffee. Coffee, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like the other day, I was like, I didn't even want coffee, but they had a buy one, get one free. Yeah. So I didn't not only get a coffee, but I got two. <laughs> there you go. So, but now you talk about name wrong. Um, I sw- I don't know how, but on my app, because I order things through the app, it switched to my real name, which is part of my app, but is my real name, my given name, which on my driver's license is Charisma. That is my real name. And so the first time I went in there, I was like, uh, Chrissy. Did you it- find it lacking? That's why you dropped it? No. Oh. <laughs> It's just nobody ever called me that. My mom names me that, lacking and then charisma, lacking yeah. charisma. No, yeah. I definitely do not like. I live up to my name. My name is Charisma Dawn. No, no wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's part of what I say. I'm like, you know, my name was my my given name is Charisma Dawn. So I think it was a given that I was going to be performing on stage at some point in my life. Yeah, but uh, with this body, I figured the safe bet was probably comedy. <laughs> So that's how I ended up here. So I don't have anything with my name. My parents told me that like they were originally going to call me Jeremy. And then like the property they lived on had like an oil rig on the side of it or like, you know, oil derrick kind of thing. Uh-huh. And so an oil crew would come by and there was a guy named Jeremy that was on there. And my sisters growing up couldn't pronounce it. So they called him Jeremy. Oh. And my parents heard that like, well, we're not going to have our son named Jeremy. Right. Because they thought it was like, oh, he has germs kind of thing. They, they were making fun of it. So they named me Jared after a random lawyer in the uh, a show called the big valley an old old western they were like that guy seems smart his name's jared and they named me after my mom told me that she's like you're named after a lawyer in the big valley i'm like okay first of all what the fuck's the big valley <laughs> second of all like i watched I, I looked it up i'm like this guy wasn't really even a main like he wasn't even main no on the show. no i'm like it's just the lawyer in the episode like okay this is weird yeah. <laughs> you would think that my mom waited until i was there and saw me and i was this beautiful effervescent creature and she named me charisma but no um there was a really stinky perfume by avon in the 70s called charisma and i'm 98 percent sure that that's why i got the name i got does avon does avon still exist i think so but i don't know damn that is a hell of a name yeah charisma charisma dawn charisma by avon yeah but so it worked out you know i think way before my kids ever had kids i'm thinking grandma chrissy sounds stupid i already have a stripper name in charisma you know what my grandkids are going to call me peaches i'm going to keep the stripper thing going so from charisma to peaches so i am peaches now and grown men call me that to my face they have to they're like when they're referring to me like we'll get your peaches and i see in their eye it kills them a little bit and that makes me happy either name you go by there's a two drink minimum that's right <laughs> don't forget to tip your lady there you go <laughs> well please yeah, well i just i never got strip clubs i just never could i never. I, I, I went to two um Never been to a male strip club. I bet, like, um, 
just after some parties, but as an adult, but yeah, I didn't get it either. Um, for me, not only the body kept me from going into that career, but because of my heart condition, one of the gym, my gym teacher hated me so bad because I would use my, that's really the only thing I ever used my heart condition for was to get out of PE hands down, never on scooter, dodgeball or parachute day. But every other day, my heart condition was in full effect. And so I, he was like, you can surely climb the rope. That can't be bad for you. I'm like, I don't know. It seems risky. Why don't you call my mom? (laughs) And so I got set out of that too. So I couldn't climb the rope. So I'm never going to be able to master the pole. Cause I don't have that skill. So Phrasing. I can't, yeah, I cannot go into being a stripper. I've just got to stick with the comedy. So please come to my shows. <laughs> you bring up stripper pole. Um, so, you know, like the ones you can buy for your house, like the uh-huh. indoor stripper poles. I was watching this meme compilation on YouTube and my seven year old walked by and there's just like this little 10 minute, 10 second clip of this lady on a ho- indoor stripper pole. She falls and the whole thing falls out on her. And she goes, I want one of those. I was like, what? And she goes, the indoor monkey bars. <laughs> I was like, well, we don't get those for our house. <laughs> That's not coming here. Um, those have been real popular on the socials right now because Britney Spears got one. And that girl, she's, she's remaking a name for herself. But yeah. I saw a thing the other day. Somebody posted a picture, and it's their floor. And up from it, these four screws are coming up through their wood. And someone goes, my downstairs neighbor installed a p- stripper pole. What do I do? I mean, like, it literally, the sc- someone goes, hook hook a, a electrical battery to it. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Yes. Ah! Like oh oh the the wonders. Oh, this is gonna be Home Alone like vibes to it. Oh, Home Alone's Olive's favorite movie, and uh, she always roots for the bad guy. I'm starting to have more and more concerns. You, you mean Trump and Home Alone too? <laughs> he's edited out of that. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it edited out, but if they show it on TV, he's that section's edited out now. Oh wow! Like it was during his time of presidency or something like that. But like when Home Alone two would show up during Christmas time, something like that, they would cut. Oh wow! Because at, at the hotel, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, Olive got super into it, and she was always like, "Why is he being so mean to those guys?" And yeah. then she, and then when we watched Home Alone two, and they showed back up, she goes, "They're back!" I'm like, "Oh, son of a gun!" <laughs> the favorite we're part. Ra- yeah. We're raising a psychopath. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Home Alone to this day, I still have like replica stuff for like, you know, like I have the blade swords up there. I'm like, I just want a home invader. Just, 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 <laughs> once. just once. Just once. Let me just do this once. fantasy. Make sure my kids are okay and everything like that. Let me have this fantasy. There you go. <laughs> Olive literally all last Christmas would tell people, uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we don't do a very good job. Sorry. Well, as long as we all don't just grow old and start looking like the, the, the crazy pigeon lady. Oh, but she had such a good heart. She had a good heart. Yeah. And a lot of bird shit on her. <laughs> a lot of bird <laughs> shit on her. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, reservation, uh, Home Alone. Oh, my closest memory to Home Alone's kind of that kind of shit, you know, people like having booby traps and stuff around, mm-hmm. is I've said it before. I was kind of a World of Warcraft whore. Like, I met four different women on WoW, and they flew me to them. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> but one was, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, it's an acronym for World of Warcraft. Yeah, I I know. Yeah, I'm just making it. Oh, just this. for that much. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's not for me. Because yeah. I know. Yeah, you know. Because I got a little bit of nerd in me. <laughs> but, but the one from Albany flew me up there, and you know we had some fun and stuff like that. And then afterwards, we're sitting there, and she's like, "I'm glad you're not a psychopath. I I can tell you now that uh, I hid knives throughout the entire place." And she started pulling them out, and like. There was like something like twenty something knives throughout the whole place. Basically, just like booby trapped in case I ever tried to chase after her or anything. Oh she had a knife hidden here and here and here and here and here. And I'm just like, 
I guess that's safe. Like, can you pull them? Can you put them away now? Like, this is creepy. <laughs> like behind, like she had one in a Ziploc bag in the top of the tank of the of the toilet. Oh wow! So she could just throw that off, and there's a knife. Like, <laughs> like this. She was thorough. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it. This is when. This is when. If I could reach down between these couch cushions and pull up a knife, and you're like, because I wasn't sure about you. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> what is it? Even this one? Hello, motherfucker. Yeah, that way. we shouldn't have done that one. <laughs> I love these sounds. I changed them from guest to guest. Like I had a really nasty one, but now I had just have. Oh no, that one's good. Yeah. I love that. And then my favorite, my favorite soundbite. Did you watch King King of the Hill back in the day? Uh, a little bit, some. You'll get the voice. I'm about to go down to Taco Bell and give me a blast. That's actually one of my favorite sound class. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think David Bates put something on um, socials the other day about pumpkin spice is a season, but Baja Blast is a lifetime or something like yeah. that. And that's instantly what I yeah. thought it was that clip. Oh. Yeah. And then I, you know, if something's taking too long, we have a bathroom break. I have. Nice. Just like that. I love having the soundboards. Just fun stuff. I'm not going to take a bathroom break. I will sit here and fidget forever. It's my <laughs> thing. My I'm grown and everybody in my, do you need to go to the bathroom? I do, but I'm going to wait. So I will end up like my mom someday peeing in a Kmart line if we still had Kmart. <laughs> That'll be a yellow light special. Yeah. Ooh. That's one thing I don't want to uh, inherit is that. Um, so we'll see. Do you remember when Kmart used to have snack bars like Target? Mm-mm. Oh, our Bartlesville Kmart, which now has been a whole like small shopping mall center. Now it's been demolished. Um, it's like a Tuesday morning. That's like a uh, five below and all that stuff. But anyway, back in the day we had Kmart, and they had on the side like you know how Target has like the popcorn, and they have the Starbucks up front and stuff like that. Yeah, ours had like a full on little like kind of like a pizzeria little bar kind of thing. Like it was like you could have nachos and stuff like that, and huh. it was kind of like a movie theater, kind of like a session stand kind of thing. That was like the front of ours, kind of like a Sam's Club would have now or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't remember if ours, I don't think ours did, but we also, we had Kmart, but we also had Alco, and I don't think people around here, many don't know people Alco. know about Alco, and so Kmart always had stiff competition, so they never, I mean, maybe never got to the food court days. And yeah. Their glory we, days. we had a pretty big one, and then it got, we were one of the last Kmarts closed in Bartlesville for a yeah. while. I miss Kmart. Uh, yeah. Um, all I know is that you brought up Target, yeah. And um, I, uh, when I walked in here today, I said, "No, I don't need water. I brought my pumpkin spice. I'm, I'm basic bitching it. <laughs> um, I am the classic basic bitch, but I am broken because I hate Target. Oh, and not for any political reasons. You're not a Target fan. I just don't like it, and I have to go in there sometimes because they do have Starbucks. So, like, if Starbucks releases a special edition cup, it'll go to a Target yeah. instead of a regular um, store, which I hate. By the way, Starbucks. That's really awful. Um, but um, but yeah, I hate Target. I'll shop there. Don't get me wrong, but I'm mad about it the whole time. Um, I I don't mind them. I, I, I these actual bookcases are from Target, actually. Um, I I mean I shop them for my figures and stuff like that. Yeah. Because as an action figure collector, it's weird. I'm an adult man, but like I, I uh, it's my hobby. Yeah. Um, it's a pain in the ass because they've realized since COVID, well, we can do all these retail exclusives. So we can have this figure if you really want it. It's at Walgreens only, or oh, it's wow. a Target only. You better go get it. And that's kind of how these keep these chains afloat. Because once Toys R Us closed, they mm. started doing that, um, which sucks. Because Toys R Us is still open in Canada. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I thought that it was coming back to the U.S. Somebody had said that we were getting it back. Is it not? 
Oh, okay. And the way they're doing it in the U.S. that they were kind of trying to do it, they were going to do like pop-ups at Walmart's. Like it was going to be like a Toys R Us section at Walmart that would sell like the the Jeffrey the the giraffe stuff. Yeah, because that's what everybody was going to Toys yeah. R Us for. Right? Yeah, you would yeah. want the mascot. Yeah, so, yeah. so I just I just want the gi- yeah. giraffe. So that was the idea. They were going to bring like little Toys R Us sections to Walmart and stuff like that, and have like specialty themed stuff there and like special uh, stuff around Christmas. This whole pop-up thing is like everybody's popping up with everything. Yep. Like, I uh, yeah. Yeah. But if you go to Canada, Toys R Us is still active. And like everything that's like a retail exclusive, like a Walmart exclusive, a Walgreens, you just go down the aisle in Canada and it's just all there at once. Okay. Like Canada just has everything still. I'm like, man, I still want to go to Canada. I want to go to Canada too. Oh no, I lost a wired headphone. If only I had a company like Raycon sponsoring today's episode. Raycon. I need headphones. I think Tulsa's on the bubble. I really think with you know between Tulsa King, Res Dogs, The Killers on a Flower Moon, all the movies and stuff that are being shot here, Tulsa and Oklahoma specifically is kind of getting more into pop culture. Absolutely. I mean, that's when I was doing a tour the other day. We were in the courtyard by Marriott, and they had a whole film crew. Like stuff's being filmed here all of the time. Yeah. And then you have like with Danny O'Connor from House of Pain when he came through one time visiting, he remembered that he really liked the Outsiders book. Yeah. Went by the house, it was dilapidated, he bought it. Now he's bringing that. I mean like yeah. that and that's bringing people in. Um Aaron um don't remember her last name, but she played Pippi Longstocking. Um she lives in Grand Lake so she comes down and does stuff here. So yeah, Tulsa's starting but but the comics in this town yeah. On the Booker end of me, like I'm blown away. Like to get to stand on stage with these people, yeah. it's like I'm like I'm not worthy, but I'm having the time of my life, and um, I enjoy it as much as the audience does. Sometimes more, yeah. And um, like I just there's a lot. Tulsa's definitely there's um a shirt or bumper sticker that says Tulsa's the next Austin, and then Austin's crossed out. Tulsa's the next Nashville crossed out, and then it just Tulsa is. The next Tulsa. Yeah. Because Tulsa has its own vibe. And that's what I tell people when I'm doing tours. I love this city. Yeah. I think Tulsa is a vibe. There's a vibe that our music scene is phenomenal. Our comedy scene is phenomenal. Um, there's so much here that, um, yeah, I definitely think you're right. I think Tulsa's Tulsa's about to make some sort of huge Surgeon. It's going to yeah. be a new mecca, I think, in the south. In the south, yeah. as far as just kind of like how Austin and Nashville, where there's these yeah. mecca, these towns, and I think that's what really caused me to change the the dynamic of this show and launch this this year. Was like I was like, if I can build this up, I can because my ultimate goal is basically like anybody that's touring that wants to come in here and do a show and have a chat and yeah. pr- uh, uh, promote whatever they want to talk about. That's what I want this to be. Because uh, I say it all the time. Like one of my biggest influences is Bobby Lee. I love Bobby Lee. Um, specifically because he has a show called Tiger Belly. It's a podcast. And during COVID, podcasts, could, I honestly say, saved my life. Like, I was deep in depression. You know, a lot of us in COVID were pretty hungered down and looking for outlets and stuff. And I would see these comedians being trapped, not being able to perform anywhere. And so they, the good ones would put their efforts into podcasting. And, you know, I say podcasts are kind of like open mics. So there can be thousands and millions of them, but how many of them are actually good? Right. And you would see during COVID these comedians that were like, okay, I need an outlet. I want to vest all this in the podcasting and make it really good. And he's one of them, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, people like that, that really invest in the podcast to make them entertainment. Yeah. Not just two people talking. They're actually entertainment. And uh, that really saved me. And then he had an episode where he interviewed the creator of Reservation Dogs because Bobby Lee's on Res Dogs. Okay. He plays a doctor at the Indian Clinic, <laughs> which is hilarious. 
um, that you have an Asian man being the doctor at the Indian clinic. At the Indian clinic. Yeah. Uh, so that episode really changed my life because it was the creator Sterling Harjo. And he was talking about growing up in Oklahoma and not having all these like opportunities and being, you know, uh, indigenous and stuff like that. And talking to Bobby Lee about his past sexual trauma and all that stuff. And then Bobby Lee was talking about how when he's filming, he'll go to different open mics in Tulsa and he just rides one of those lime scooters down the streets in Tulsa and is just hanging out. And I was like, my, one of my comedy idols is just driving a scooter down Tulsa, going to these open mics. And I was like, fuck it. I need to start going back to open mics. And that's literally got me out of my groove. Wow. It got me out of my head and I went to start doing open mics again That's because awesome. of that episode. And so my goal is really like if Bobby Lee or anybody is in this area doing a show, I want to be able to be like a stop eventually. And I've already had a little bit of that. Um, I launched this in February and April. I had Josh Wolf here and I got to do that podcast episode. I got to produce an episode of their podcast from here. Oh, wow. Which was fucking awesome. Like that was huge for me. I don't know yeah. if you know who Josh Wolf is. Yeah, I'm familiar. Um, him and his son, Jake Wolf came in and they did the Canes ballroom and then they needed a podcast studio. And Zach Amon was like, well, Jared has the best one in town. You should go hit Jared up. And I got a recommendation. And they came here, and I shot a whole episode for them. And they were so impressed by it, they called their episode Bartlesville. They didn't say Tulsa. They said Bartlesville. And the first 30 minutes, it's just them talking about how cool my set is. That's awesome. So that was two months into me launching a podcast. And I was like, my first production studio client, because he paid me for it, was Josh Wolf. On my actual business, my first client is Josh Wolf. That's awesome. So I'm like, I think I'm on the right track. I think I'm doing something right. I am, and then like I had uh, what's his name, Eric Knowles. I think his last name is. Uh, he. Oh yeah, he was just here at Lee. Yeah. yeah. He was bored in his hotel, and he goes, "I saw your uh, episode with Dakota in the Tulsa nightlife thing, and I'm just bored in my hotel. You want to shoot an episode?" I was like, "Sure." And he goes, "I also know everybody that's coming into Looney Me in the next like three months, so I'll put your info to them, and if they ever want to promote anything, I'll tell them to go to your way." That's awesome. And that's just from just word of mouth. And that's all I want is just to be able to be that kind of thing and just keep doing the work. Because I truly feel that you can make your own luck if you just do the work. Yeah, you got to do the work, but and you're doing that. So yeah. that yeah, and a lot of it is luck. We're going to have luck in our stuff. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I kind of, I, I lucked into where I'm at. I mean, my very first show was a 15-minute paid set. Damn. I know. And so I've taken a little bit of flack, as you might imagine, from people like, you don't have to pay your dues. You don't have to do this. And I'm like, I get that. And I only expected to do that. And then I got asked to host a show and perform. And then it's just kind of snowballed from there. And that's what I told Rick Clements the other day. I was like, I need headshots because this little thing I was going to do one time, it like it's snowballing and it's going faster than I ever thought. Yeah. And I'm loving it. And I'm also, I'm 49. And, you know, I don't think this lightning will strike t twice and I'm not going to, I mean, I've got a golden opportunity. Yeah. I'm not going to not try to make, take advantage of it. Yeah. So for the people that have been like, you haven't paid your dues, you're right. Yeah. But I will work hard. Um, and I will also say though, the people that say that go out of their way to say you haven't paid your dues, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now because I've had that happen to me. Um, I, I tried comedy 15 years ago and I thought I was banned from Looney Bin. Uh, that's my that's my story. As I I had I did a joke that was uh, Jesusy. I said I don't even remember the joke, but basically it was yeah. like, what if Jesus is on the cross and you know because he's a carpenter? What if he got a splinter? And he was like, oh, who made this or something like that? And just yeah. that was like, kind of the bones of it. Um, I did that joke, and then the, the host of the time, who's a friend of mine, said, hey, they're you're banned. They didn't like your joke, and I was devastated because I was the only club in town 15 years ago. Right. So I just stopped comedy. And found out a couple of years later that it was just him. It wasn't the club. They didn't even know who I was. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that devastated me for a while. So 
going to it now with the podcast. That's why I was like, if I want to do stand up again, I'm going to make sure I build the studio. I nobody can nobody can take anything away from me anymore. I have my own base now. Yeah. And yeah, I've had people say, oh, well, you shouldn't have so and so on the show because they've only been in the scene for a little bit. They haven't paid their dues. You should have so and so on the show. They've been here for five years. What the fuck have they done in five years? Yeah. That's my opinion. Like, I go by effort. I go by talent. And like, if there's people that are generally not an asshole and, just, you know, like you, like, just generally reaches out as, you know, charming person, a good person and has talent, I want to talk to you. Yeah. Well, and that's my thing. It's like, I, I am. The community as a whole has been incredibly kind and yeah. welcoming. And that's something that, I mean, I'm not taking for granted. And I, I am paying that forward. Yeah. Um, I ran it. I went to get my ring clean the other day. And this guy's like, oh, how'd you get into comedy? And I said, he goes, I've always wanted to do it. I said, come to an open mic night with me. We'll go do it together. And like, I mean, get into it. And then same thing. Like I, last night at 940, I checked on a fellow comedian who I heard was sick. And the next thing I know, I'm going to the store to buy cough medicine and food and driving way far away from my house to make sure that she had what she needed because yeah. we're a community. Yeah. And I might be new to the community, but you're on my show. I'm going to bake you cookies. We're going to have a good time and I'm going to ride this one out. Yeah. I'm, I may not have put my work in yet, but I am now I'm yeah. in it to win it. Well, and like getting back to like, you know, we talked about luck is going to be a big thing about this, but also like I said, you can make your own, but luck by always being ready for an opportunity, do right. the work and just be ready. Absolutely. Um, when Gene out of the blue was like, hey, do you want to host the, the comedy open mic? And I was like, sure. Yeah. And somebody dropped out and they needed a host. I was like, yeah, I'll fucking take the opportunity because it's an opportunity. It is. Um, and it was a great time. It's fun. I love Go Theater. Yeah. Uh, I love it too. I wish our lighting was better for photos, but we'll get there. <laughs> the lighting on the the um, the front lobby yeah. is excellent. It is excellent. I, sh I shot that commercial for Miss Treese there and it was it looked great. Yeah. I um. I actually brought Rick in to do my photos there for my headshots because I wanted him there. You can't tell I'm there. Yeah. But I know I was there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my headshots are my green screen right here. I dropped down. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I have my, I'll drop these curtains down and this is my studio. Oh, knock stuff down. Oh, cool. Hey. Res dogs. Gear down. Sorry, Jeff Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> he brought me that as a gift on one of them. The it's an actual original figure from the old movie. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Little different things like that, but yeah, uh, go theater's awesome. Uh, Gene made my day that night, actually, made my night. So, my daughter is seven, big Ninja Turtles fan, and she loves the new movie. And I was telling him whenever I did the open mic that night, I said, Well, this weekend's my daughter's birthday, I can't do anything this weekend, I'm going to take her to her birthday, we're gonna go see Ninja Turtles. And I know you guys sold those posters occasionally, you guys sell those posters, yeah, I thought we did, but um. My teenagers that work there had other plans, but oh. traditionally, yes. Well, Jean was just like, I told Jean, I was like, hey, I'm taking her to Ninja Turtles this weekend for her birthday, and she's a big fan. Let me know when you guys get done with that poster, and I'd like to buy it, the one that you guys had on the wall. Yeah. And he goes, no, just tell her happy birthday. And he went and got a ladder out and just took it down and gave it to me. He goes, happy birthday for her. That's awesome. And that shit matters to me. He is, he's a great guy. Yeah. He uh, overworks himself, and he, but... He is probably the, well, he is the hardest working man I've ever known in my entire life. And he has a heart of gold and he really cares about the community. And that is why he tries so hard. Yeah. But he's the kind of guy that would give the shirt off of his back. So, I mean, I hope for nothing for but success for out there. Yeah. Um, he really wants to help the local comedians have a, a steady place to always be able to yeah. work. And I think that's admirable. My favorite thing, and honestly, it's a good just rule of thumb for anybody that wants to do comedy or any kind of booking. My number one thing I asked whenever Gene booked me for that open mic, 
I go up to him, I go, did you guys make money tonight? I was like, did you guys sell any popcorn? Did you guys sell drinks? Like, did you guys at least make a little bit of money? He goes, yeah, we made a little bit of money. I was like, well, okay, that's all I care about. Yeah. As a performer, I should be, at least be profitable. That's all I care about. It's like, did you guys make some money? Yeah, that's my thing, too. I'm, And that's why that night I was like, I knew our venue made some money. I, I wanted to put some money in my performer's hands. I don't care. I'm... We talked about this earlier. This is my therapy. Yeah. I can't afford therapy anymore. So I got, I can't go to someone. So now people have to listen to my crap and they pay to do it. So yeah. it works out great. But, um, so I'm getting something out of it all the time. Yeah. I, I don't get much adult time, certainly not alone time. Like, so this is my time to be an adult, talk adult with other adults. And if I can help other local performers, um, continue their Dreams, that's all I really care about. Yeah, that, that, same here. Uh, I want to do my stage time because it's my therapy, and it's honestly where I feel most alive is being in front of the camera, being on stage in front of people, make people laugh. Mm-hmm. It's just something about it that clicks. Yeah. Um, and then, honestly, I love how you guys have the open mic and then you have karaoke right after. Yeah. Um, we I've talked about it. There's, a, there's a, another place that did it. Uh, used to do it on Sundays. They did, like, Two different venues would do karaoke after an open mic. They'd see one downtown. Um, it's a great vibe for comedians. For people that like to perform and stuff, uh, for me, because like, I have a lot of energy after I get off stage. Yeah. And I'm like, I still want to rush. I want to do something. Karaoke is a yeah, great I outlet. I was really sad I couldn't stay for that part last time because I had to be home. But I was like, it looks like they're all going to have so much fun. Yeah. And, um, and we've paused open mic night for October because of the haunted house because it is taking all of the manpower. Yeah. Um, especially when you have somebody like me that's like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so they're down one. But, um, but I don't know. And eventually I'm going to try to talk him into getting someone to just ho- make it go. Because Gene's spread so thin. He yeah. cannot take on anything else. He thinks he can. Do, it helps karaoke. Yeah. And it also, I mean, we want to keep you guys there as long as possible. Yeah. We want That was our goal. We want this to be a place where everybody wants to just hang out. Yeah. We want you guys to come out. I mean, that's the bar will be. I mean, that's the ultimate goal is for the local people to know that that's their home. Yeah. And I mean, you guys are doing a great job there. I mean, I, I like the venue. I mean, I love the venue. I think it's a great place. It's it's unique doing comedy in a movie theater. Yeah, but it works. And it, it does is, work. I like. The, well, my thing was, um, I tell people all the time is the times that I stepped away from stand up and pre COVID, I was big into karaoke. I met my second wife through karaoke. Like we love karaoke together, and that really opened up and helped fill that niche niche that I had of like, I needed to perform. I need to do something. Mm-hmm. And you can get a lot from karaoke to like apply to stand up. Yeah. Um, as long as you're not out there just, you know, reading the lyrics, just nah, 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 yeah. nah. treat it like an actual show. Oh, I have a perform. lot of fun, but it is pure comedy to have to listen to my voice. I, <laughs> I sound horrible. I mean, like I wish I could sing because I, I, I'm the ultimate, like I'm, I'm I'm a show. Yeah. I'm I'm a constant show pony and but man, I open my voice uh, to sing and I sound like garbage, hot garbage <laughs> and I feel like I need to apologize to people profusely before I sing, but I would like I love to sing. Yeah. But so I usually shy out at karaoke. Everybody's like, "You're not going to sing." I'm like, "Nope. Nobody needs to be put through that." I even played tequila. Oh, uh, the last time I was there. That's funny. <laughs> and like uh, more just I was wondering if the two girls that were running the karaoke knew what it was. I was like, is, are they going to know this demographic? Like, we know tequila. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. It gets played a lot at karaoke. I've heard it a lot because it's a, you got one line. Yep. Can't really mess that up. Yeah. And then like you forget that how uh, integral that was to the Pee Wee Herman movie. Yeah. People who grew up on Pee Wee knew tequila from tequila, that. Yeah. Yeah. The dance. Yep. Yeah. There's even a, everything's, everything's wrestling. There's a wrestler named Dan Housen who 
his whole gimmick, like, you know, gimmick or the character. What if Conan O'Brien was possessed by a ghost? That's basically, you know, Conan O'Brien, how he's a very animated yes. dances. That's basically his, his gimmick is he's this guy and he wears white face paint and black face paint. And, uh, one of his signature moves is he'll stop the match in the middle of the match and do the tequila will start playing and he'll start doing the Wee Herman That's dance so and the whole crowd singing along with it and everything. And it's just part of his little gimmick. That's yeah. fun. I love it. That is fun. Well, uh, do you have any questions for me? I have one. This is we're gonna get we're gonna go guess guess questions. questions. Okay, so where would be your ideal place for a picnic? Ooh, a picnic. Like you talking about actual name of a place or like a specific like 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 a a, like a like location? Yeah, like a vibe. Like yeah. I've always liked the idea of like somewhere in England, like like it's not too loud. Like I don't know, like just like. Nice countryside. Okay. There's like a nice countryside underneath a tree or something like that. Like, you know. Yeah. Like English countryside or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's beautiful over there. Yeah. Mine is a uh, is a cemetery. Yeah. I, I will go and pick up fast food sometimes and just go sit in the cemetery alone. Really? Yeah. I'm weird. But it's peaceful. I, there's You won't ever find a place. And it's interesting. If you get bored, you can walk around and, you know. But I do. I, I picnic in a cemetery often. See, this is... Only things that chicks can get away with. Because if a guy's in a cemetery alone, they're thinking we're going to fuck something. <laughs> hey, don't Why tell are you me, here? Don't sell me short. <laughs> I'm weird. Size queen. Yeah. I'm weird. Um, okay. So, and then because I am spending a lot of time with Olive in the principal's office, um, did you ever get sent to the principal's office? Yes. For? Um, so, I'm the kid that's like, it takes a lot to get me angry. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the big kid that didn't ever really know he's a big kid kind of thing. I'm always the guy that's like trying to make itself small and just like I, I'm I'm a very shy kind of like I don't want to say sweet but I'm like I'm I'm not really an angry person or anything yeah. like that. It takes a lot to build me up, but if you do something to get me there, run. Yeah, like fucking run. And uh, I got suspended or expelled the last three days of school in eighth grade because one of my friends, you know, those long like chalk extenders, like pieces of wood that oh, you would yeah. use. Mm-hmm. Um. Teacher was late for school or wait late for the class, so the kids were kind of running rambunctious and you know goofing off. It was eighth grade algebra. He whacked me over the back with it and left a whelp, like just like just, like just whacked me. Instant rage. Teacher walked in. I have him by the throat against the chalkboard, and I'm just wailing on the kid. And that's what she walks into. Oh wow. <laughs> um, he got in school suspension because he'd never done anything wrong. I was had tardies or something like that, so they expelled me because it was on a record. Oh my goodness! And it was the last three days of school and everything. And I was like top of like the English, and I was top of the grades and everything like that. But I was like, it just sent me into that rage. Oh yeah, with me too. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of why I got kicked out of orchestra. Um, my, I was I played the viola. Nobody should play the viola, but I did. And not even Davis. Yeah, and um, my friend also a viola player, forgot hers. So she, that day, was just sitting on the table behind me, and every time I would try to go, she would stick her hand out so my bow would hit it, and so mine would be. Like, oh. Oh, and I was getting in trouble from that. Like, and he never could see her. And finally this time I was like, I'm going to get her. So I just, yeah. And she moved her hand and I hit the other viola player that didn't forget her viola right here, right on her temple. I could have, oh. I could have killed her to cry out or whatever, but I got uh, sent to the principal's office and kicked out of orchestra. And she felt so bad later on that she told him and ended up calling me because I tried to explain myself and he didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, probably because he's tending to Anne's bloody face. <laughs> but um, 
And he called me and was trying to apologize and asked me back. And I was like, no, you didn't hear me out. So, yeah. but, and the other time was also not my fault, but it was, um, I was in sixth grade and this girl, she was notorious for wearing back then, like liquid makeup was like really dark back then. And she would come in with this blue eyeshadow. It was the eighties, but real thick and really, really thick rouge. And, um, one day she came in without any, and she was kind of late and, um, I, under my breath, I thought, said, oh, look who forgot her makeup today. Sixth grader. I wasn't a rude kid, but yeah. maybe I was. Um, And she said, she said something. And then she flipped my desk over. So my desk is, and I was like, you better pick that up. And she wouldn't pick it up. She wouldn't pick it up. And I was like, the teacher came. And the teacher came. And my desk is on the ground. That's it. And I got sent to the school, the principal. And I got in school suspension. I was like, she did it. But apparently, you can't talk about somebody's makeup. But so those are my only two times. So I'm spending more time in the principal's office with my granddaughter that I'm raising than myself. So oh. um, I, I had I'm writing material on this because like you have to um, <laughs> my daughter's ADHD in kindergarten. The teacher that they had signed had a pregnancy. So she's out so for the first three months. They gave us a substitute teacher who also has ADHD. And this teacher just rambles and just talks oh, nonstop, no. nonstop on stories. And like the first time we met her at like open house, it's just like I'm looking around and all the parents are on their phones. Nobody's talk listening to this lady just talk about these long stories. And I'm just like, who is this for? Like she's just going on and on. So we're doing this like child uh plan, like learning plan, uh -huh. and with a counselor and stuff two days ago, and they invite that teacher in, and we're all in short time. We have like 30 minutes to do this, and she's it was like, well, let me tell you about this time where I wore ball bottom pants in the seventies about jingle bell pants stuff. And like, it's going on and on. I'm looking around and all the teachers are on the phones. The counselors are not looking down. My ex-wife's not looking around, like not listening to her. And I'm like, nobody's listening to this lady. She's just talking on, on as a random story. So I go, ma'am, can we stop? Can we stop about your bell bottoms? I was like, I'd like to focus on my, my daughter. And she's like, well, I'm just getting back to that. I was like, no, you're taking a long time. I was like, I appreciate it, but we're here about my daughter, not about your story about your bell bottoms in the 70s. I was like, we can focus on this. And then she started interrupting and getting more hostile about it. You know, I was, I was very polite. I was just like, we need to focus on this this thing. And then I just looked at the counselor. I was like, can she leave? And they just kind of looked at me. I was like, because she's not adding anything to this. I was like, I appreciate what she's doing, but I was like, we're here for my daughter, not here. Could you have her step out? And she stepped out, and we had a great conversation afterwards. I was yeah. just like, <laughs> that's something that's good though, because we're in a generation where people forget to advocate for themselves. Yeah. Like I had to tell my, my daughter, my youngest daughter is going through a divorce and she was really nervous going into court, but cause she hadn't talked to her. And I said, Haley, the attorney worked for you. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to stand up and you have to voice what your yeah. needs and what your expectations are because nobody's going to advocate for you yeah. if you don't believe in yourself enough to do it for yourself so good for you well i just don't i don't have like especially since my last divorces and stuff like that like i just don't have any i don't have any patience with like bullies or people that like take advantage of other people's time or just effort yeah. like it was clear that the rest of the teachers had been used to this they just let her go and let her ramble and they were just like they just tune out and if no one's there i'm just like i'm literally looking around like nobody's listening to this bitch i'm like who is this for like and i'm just like she's just taking advantage of all of our time just talking yeah, it's center of attention. It's about me, and it was a story about her. And I'm just like, ma'am, this is not about you, right? And yeah, she didn't like that. She got pretty aggressive, and I understand. But I was, like, I was very polite about it. I was firm, but I was just like, can we focus on the paperwork for my daughter? Yeah, and, well, that's the key: being polite but advocate. I mean, yeah. like, 
Way to conduct yourself like an admirable human being. I'm, I'm, I told my ex-wife, I texted her, I, was, I hope I didn't make it awkward. She was like, you did, but you you were the only one that stood up or said anything. And I was like, yeah, I, was, I don't have time for that. I was like, we don't, she's wasting everybody's time. Like the counselor's here from out of town. Like everybody's here for 30 minutes and we're spending 10 minutes about bell bottoms from the 70s. Yeah. Has nothing to do with it. No. There's a lot better things from the 70s we could yeah. spend our time on. Like, Talk about porkies. Like, yeah. There you go. She probably, she probably never saw it. She probably didn't. <laughs> Did you have another question for me or anything? Um, I think we covered the OnlyFans earlier. We talked about our names. Yep. I think I'm good. Okay. We will end the guest questions and guest questions. And it goes back to normal. Yeah, it's daunting, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh. I mean, you can even turn it off. The drastic difference of. Ooh. Yeah. This is go lighting. It's always <laughs> blue. <laughs> uh, th- it helps a lot. It yeah. makes a whole big difference. Makes me look professional. There you go. Nice and professional. Tell nice. that to my ex-wife. Um, <laughs> He's a professional. Professional. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing, too, is like, and I know we'll wrap it up in a little bit, but like, we talked about the comedy community, like how uh, how great this community is. Um, you talked about like, you know, found something that was sick and you're like getting her like NyQuil or whatever and getting her dry yeah. you know, stuff like that. Um, I got some new appliances my parents were moving this week. So like, they were like, hey, you want the old appliances? It's like, sure. So I sold my old ones on Facebook. And then like, I was like, hey, comedians, if you guys need any appliances, are they on helping some family members move? Comedians started reaching out because, like, Case was like, hey, I have a guy that needs a fridge. So I, I gave him a good deal on that and got him a fridge. And then, like, yesterday, there's a guy named Terrell Norton. Oh, yeah. I just met him. Yeah, love the, him. Uh, his washer and dryer went out. And so they were like, we need a washer and dryer. I was like, okay, I'll sell you my old one for, like, 300 for a whole set. I'll help you guys out. And they're like, well, we got to get a U-Haul or get to figure out something. He goes, I'll try to figure that out, but we can't wash clothes for that. I was like, well... Let me borrow my dad's truck. So yesterday, I just borrowed my dad's truck, and we took it and dropped it off there at their house. I was like, there you go. He's have a washer and dryer. That's and then awesome. he was like, well, I worked nights at bartending, so I'll give you an extra money for gas for dry- doing that. So he gave me some tips like for that. And I was like, I just like helping the community out like that. Right. Like, I have a washer dryer for sale. You need one. I'll drive it to you, and I'll drop it off for you. Well, Chrissy, you got anything else for me or anything you want to talk about? I'm I'm good. I've enjoyed this. I was a little nervous because I've never done this. And um, the only podcast I've really listened to um, are some entertainment people that I've – and then a hockey guy – who came here and I was their hockey mom for the year. And nice. he would use his podcast as way of subtly asking me to get things for him. He'd be like, so I was really hungry for this. I, you know, Chrissy, I'm like, all right, Jared. So his, <laughs> he was a Jared too. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I've had a lot of fun and uh, I love your studio. This is Thank really you very cool. Much. Some of it fell um, down a little bit, but it's all right. They yeah, can't no, see it on camera. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. No, I've enjoyed this. I, I love that. Um, even if you're stepping away for a little bit, that you have still the connection and can still work the comedy yeah. thing. Cause well, I think I'll, it's I'll be there you. Sunday for uh, the popcorn. Bite. Oh yeah. I'm so excited about yeah. that. Um, I didn't really know what it was all about, even though it was at go and um, Micah saw me. This is something I'm, I have to get used to. He was at my show on the first and for about 30 minutes after he kept going, you're just so funny. I just had no, I mean like I wish people would stop being so shocked that I'm actually funny. Like I'm funny Thank you. I appreciate it. No, but, um, but he's like, I got to have you on. And I was like, awesome. So I'm excited. I'll, I'll see you there. And, yeah. And he's now got Peter as the host, which is like, um, uh, I'm like Peter Bedgood's biggest fan. Lacey can take a hike. I, I like, I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm Peter team Peter. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of his work, all of it, comedy, um, his art, like his yeah. brain. And again, it's another way to showcase yeah. the skills of Tulsa. That's why I was like, that's a great idea. Like I want to show 
the talent here. Yeah. Well, and there's so much that, like I'm putting together a show for Veterans Day um, because we have so many comics that are veterans. Yeah. And so many veterans. I mean, I think Casey was telling me 22 a day commit suicide and yeah. that hurts my heart and so we're going to do a show on veterans day where all my comics are actual veterans and veterans will get in free and we're going to take donations like um tangible donations for um either um eagle ops or coffee bank or something like that and then um i just i just want to help make them laugh and just let them know that we appreciate them but so i mean that's giving back to the community but it's also i mean if you were in the military you've got material i mean like i listen to them and um so I'm, I'm super excited about that show. Um, Cepeda was going to be on that show because I find his comedy about his time in the military extremely funny because Sergeant Cheeks makes me laugh all the time. Yeah. Um, but he hit family first and he's got something coming up with his family. But but I've got a handful of really good comics on that one. So I'm excited about that. Um, nice. But yeah, the whole sticking in the community and helping everybody build up. And it is our therapy. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's laughing and having a good time and it's helping ease somebody the other day said um told me you've got it you've got it you hear that all the time you're like you got it and i looked at katie and said they said i've got it and we started laughing it is trauma yeah yep that's yep. what we've got we've <laughs> yeah. got trauma everybody's trauma yeah yeah so and so laugh with us because it's the only way some of us can cope comedians sometimes. are the isle of misfit toys from rudolph the red nose reindeer absolutely we're just all those kids. yeah <laughs> we'll find love eventually eventually <laughs> eventually so, <laughs> yeah fun. trauma bonding one two three one two three well this has been a lot of fun i <laughs> yeah. appreciate you um you're gonna have to probably work to edit me doing the pp dance the whole last it, like 30 minutes it's okay i'm used to it by now i'm doing it by here that's why i lower my chair like, oh. <laughs> we don't need a i'm Kmart so fat moment. though if i start jiggling it'll be five seconds and then the rest of the stop stop <laughs> <That's> <laughs> on that so note good. guys uh we're gonna end it here guys i have been Jared Ralphie Allen. This has been the amazing Chrissy Isles. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being on. This has been an amazing episode. It's been a lot of uh, fun. I, I can't wait for to see this again and see how it's actually going to come out and post. Awesome. It's going to be awesome. Uh, guys, make sure to follow everybody at Go Theater, uh, Go Laugh, uh, Jack of All Shows, Jack of All Haunts. Jack of All Haunts is new for us now. And then um, Lumberjack Attacks, our axe ring place. Yeah. And then I have my own. I'm Chrissy Isles Comedy on both Facebook and Instagram. And, yeah. And I'm on uh, TikTok at all the charisma. So. All the charisma. I love it. Yeah. Oh, TikTok, Instagram. I love yeah. it. Uh, You're going to see a lot of my grandkids. I apologize in <laughs> advance, but every once in a while, there's some funny stuff peppered in there. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. It's like the the big bill. I'm just. I'm thinking of like the big mouth Billy Bass back in the day. Oh, God, that fish? <laughs> yeah. My grandma had one. It was super awesome. Instead of my grandma. Everybody's grandma had one of those back I think in the day. so. Uh, what was the songs they would do? Like rolling down the river? It's always fish themed. It was fish themed. It was super <laughs> annoying. <laughs> something, something redneck. Anyway, on that note, guys, I've been Jared Ralphie Allen. This has been Chrissy Hiles. Right. Thank you so much for watching and loading meat. Peace. Bye. Have a great time.